Thanks for listening to The Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Welcome to The Next Days Podcast. We're so glad that you are here joining us, and we are ready to share something with you. I think we are. I think I might have surprised my <laughs> wife. She didn't know we were we were going live. No, suddenly. actually, um, I didn't know it was called the Next Days Podcast. What, did I last, call it the Next Days? Yes. <laughs> it's the last days. Did I really? Oh, I think I was looking at Next Level Faith, those <laughs> words right there. And uh, that's pretty funny. So uh, I'm glad you caught me on that. I thought, Wow, what did I do? So anyway, the last days, and it is the next days, but it's not the next to the last days. It is the last days. So here we are, and uh, that's pretty hilarious. The last days podcast, and uh, we're really happy that you're listening today and uh, to all of our blunders. And see, we're very real. We could have stopped, and we could have just redone it and everything, so you would have never known that any mistake was ever made, but you know, we own up to it and, uh, let us never become that professional. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's all starchiness and everything. So anyway, uh, praise God. Uh, I think I made a mistake one other time if I can remember correctly. Uh, and, and I'm, you know, that's, that's part of life. You, you, you you don't, you don't live life perfect. No, there's no perfect person. There was one and they killed him. And uh, so if you, if you aim to be perfect, people will not like you. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, we, we don't live our lives by per- perfection. Here's a, here's a right. good segue. But we live it by faith. <laughs> um, and the next level faith at the next day's podcast. Um, so we're, you know, we're not, trying to, we're not trying to show forth something in our lives that isn't real. Um, right. And, and unfortunately, I think, I think maybe many Christians try to put up a facade in their life right. that, you know, hey, this is the way, this is the way it is, and um, this is how Christians, Christians should live and should whatever, but it's just in front of people, and it's not really how they live their lives. And that, to me, that's very irritating that's because it's not real. It's not truth. You're not walking in truth. Um, and God can't honor that which is false. And it, it, and it really actually brings discouragement to, to other people as well, because who can live up to that? And it's, mm-hmm. and sometimes people think, okay, well, if I don't have a perfect life or a perfect marriage, or I don't do perfectly on my job, or, you know, I don't have a perfect church or anything, you know, that then it's, that is a direct reflection on their faith. Like they don't have enough faith to make things perfect. And it's there, there's a standard that they can never achieve and can never measure up to. And that's actually not a standard or not an expectation or anything that the Lord has for us. Exactly. When you love people unconditionally, that's actually not, not a part of you it's not a part of of the the lord he loves us unconditionally he doesn't expect perfection from no, us no he doesn't and a lot of people have a perfectionist mentality right um and you've got to you've got to work past that it can't be something that drives you that can't be 
what is the, your mindset? I know back many, many years ago, in fact, 1976, I remember I was told that by a teacher. And <laughs> wow, it shocked me. That, that you were a perfectionist? A, yeah, she, you're, you're a perfectionist. And, and, and she warned me about it. And she says, if you continue, she goes, this will really mess you up in life. She says, you, gotta, you can't have that mentality of perfectionism. And that didn't even, I didn't even, I'd never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. Let's see, that I was like 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and trying to, trying to figure out, okay, so, uh, you know, how, how do I do things then? Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes you can, you can strive for perfectionism because you're trying to please a person. Right. Whereas you, uh, perfectionism doesn't work when you're trying to please God. You have to live by faith that way. Right. And faith, you know, it's, you're, you're, you're walking things out. It's very, uh, and some people think that's a, that's an unreal realm. It's a very real realm. Right. It's, it's, it's walking forward when you, when you don't have all of the answers as to what you're going to, what you're going to encounter, but you have somebody that's with you that says, listen, don't worry. I've got this. If you'll keep moving forward, I'll give you the directions. I'll give you the tools you need. I'll give you the strength you need. You just can't stop moving. You've right. got to keep progressing. It doesn't mean that you have to have the perfect cadence. Right. Um, yeah, you have to walk at a you know certain certain way. You have to look particularly this way or anything like that. But you have to please the one who called you. Mm-hmm. And um, and faith is is all that pleases God. Mm-hmm. And so, and right. the word talks about pleasing the one who who called you, right. and what he's called you to is to himself, not to he's not called you to be perfect. Uh, well, the Bible says be perfect as I am perfect, but it's not talking about it in that way. It's talking about maturity, right? And so we have to mature in the things of God, which means stop just continually um, being immature or anything like that. But um, but walk and and flow with the things of God. Um, and you'll, you'll make some, you'll make some mistakes, but if you make mistakes, you, you don't, you don't let that hang on you. Do you don't let that identify you? Well, there's another key word in these days that we live in right now. This is what I identify with. And it, it, it's not, I mean, all you need to do is identify with the word of God. Right. And let uh, your word is a lamp unto my feet. Your word is a light to my path. And and if, so if you get the word of God inside of you, you'll you'll understand the walk that you need to have and you'll be able to go from from faith to faith. Right. One level to another level. You can't stay at the same level of faith. Right. Because that's not faith then. Right. Cuz then after a little while you figure out how uh, levels of faith, you figure things out. By repetition, right. I just right. do this always. I do this always, and this is what I, how I've always been doing things. Well, after a while, it's it's not faith. You're just relying upon yourself then, because right. you know and how to go around this track. Right, and you settle into like a comfort zone, complacency, comfort. Yeah, right, exactly right. right. And and it's it's similar to 
in a way, just as we naturally mature, you know, as we're, as we're growing. So, you know, when you're like in the teen years and everything, and then going into your twenties, obviously those are, those are big years of, of change and, and maturing and, and mental and social ways. And, and, and so you will begin then at, you know, even 19 and 20, of course, be in a, in, because you will have matured and learned some, some things, then what you, what would just be commonplace to you at that age, of course, if you were going back even just a couple of years at, you know, 16 years old or 17 years old, it would not at all have been a comfort zone for you. It would have been a huge stretch. And that's kind of how our faith is in the sense that it should always be building and growing and, we have to continually be stretching ourselves. That's mm-hmm. when we see the That's great right. fruit, the great, excuse me, the great fruit of faith growing and the fruit actually that you produce from your spiritual life increasing that Amen. all relates to our level of faith. And so, but until, unless we allow that stretching to take place and we are really, you know, declaring the word of God, embracing the word of God, receiving fresh revelation, all of those things are very necessary for faith to be able to, to grow and to, and to be stretched. And really, you know, going back to talking a little bit about perfectionism, because I know that that, that has been something that I have struggled with, you know, even from, you know, being like, as you talked about being young and really I, it took me a quite a while to realize that, that actually that's really a lot of that is based in pride. Pride. So much. And so, and of course the reason why, you know, faith (laughs) is not going to work in the midst of that or is going to be greatly hindered. Let me just say your faith growing or whatever is because, you know, our, our faith flows out of actually our connection and our, and our relationship with the Lord and a revelation of what his word says, whereas perfectionism is based on your own human effort and your own expectations. Mm -hmm. And so that's of course where, where pride you know, really comes in because it's basically about, you know, if, if I can do something perfect, if I can talk perfectly, if I can perform perfectly, um, if my setting around me is, is perfect, which (laughs) these things are never, can never be achieved ultimately, you know, um, if, if everything's perfect, then I'm happy and then I'm good. And then I, I feel comfortable and I, I feel secure or whatever. But of course our hope, our trust has to be in the Lord. Our relationship, it has to be, um, of course, based on, on faith and, and in him, of course, and in his word, not our own efforts or what we can do, or, you know, if, if everything around us, you know, is to our liking, then, um, it, and really until we're able to truly humble ourselves before the Lord and, and just submit that that to him and ask for his fire to come and burn in us then we're, we can't really even get free of those things so true and then unfortunately you know we we tend to then this this high expectation that we have of ourselves which it's okay to to you know 
expect great things from yourself, but you cross a line over to, you know, because for some people, if things aren't perfect, then they're just devastated and they really can't function. And there's no faith in God's ability working in you. It's just what you can do and produce yourself. And then for those around you, you know, your your spouse or your children, your family members, your close friends or whatever, you have an unhealthy and unrealistic expectation of even the way that they should do things or they should treat you or they should talk or anything like that. And you cannot display and have unconditional love towards those people and in those relationships and everything when you have this perfectionist mentality it just it, it won't work and it and it greatly it greatly hinders your faith walk amen you got to be real mm-hmm. you have to you have to be real we uh you you work with and around real people they may not have realistic expectations but they're real people and some people might put themselves on a pedestal expecting expecting this thing or expecting that thing but but you you be you be real now let me just qualify this here because some people real to them is lazy right and and in the body of Christ you need to you need to strive for excellence okay right. not perfection but excellence i want to i want to i want to be the best christian i can be yes i want to have the best relationship with god that i can have I want to have the best marriage that I can have. I want to be the best parent that I can be. I want to be the the best business owner that I can be or the greatest, best employee that I can be. Not a perfectionism mentality, but an excellence in that's that's part of you. Why? Because you you have an almighty God, an excellent spirit, excellent Holy Spirit that lives within you. Mm-hmm. And and he does things excellently. Right. When when God created the earth, he didn't have to come back later and and fix something or or redo something. In fact, you know, everything that man does, it has to be updated. Right. Have you ever noticed that? Like your your devices, you know, hey, this is the best this, this best that. You've got Upgrades. cars, you everything. Everything has to be upgraded. Da 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 da. How many times do you, okay, this is Earth 3.2 now. No, I mean, he did it all and it was good. Have you ever thought about that? God has never had to upgrade man. He's never had to upgrade anything that has been created. His word. His word is established. It's never changed. Man has this mentality that, well, this has to be upgraded and everything like that. But Mm -hmm. God's like, no. He says, I I created it and it's done. And this is the way it is. It doesn't have to be fixed because there was nothing wrong with it. There is no flaw in it. There's no flaw in the word. There's no flaw in the way he does things in God's ways. There's no flaw. He had planned, he had planned for Jesus to come before the foundations of the world. It says that the, the, his blood was shed. And so he always had, he always had this plan for mankind. And if we will walk in his ways and walk in his word, then we will understand the, the ways of God. We'll understand how he is wanting to do things. 
And we have to line up our lives with his word. His word is perfect. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, changing the soul. Yes. So your the, the <laughs> word doesn't have to be changed. Your mind has to be changed. Right. Your ways, yeah, everything. The word of the Lord is perfect. This is the psalm, I believe it's Psalm 119, converting the soul, which means making changes to it. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. Mm -hmm. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, even as the honey and the honeycomb. You can't perfect, that's something else mm -hmm. God created. It's never been, it's right. never had to be replaced. Everything right. is perfect. The, the, it's, it's amazing. Anything that God touches, there is, there is that, that level of, it can't get any better to that than that. And God desires for you to just get his word inside of you. Be ye perfect as I am perfect. In other words, complete and whole in that this is, this, is, this is what solidifies you as a person, his word. If you're wondering why is my life off in this area, off in that area, it needs straightened out here, it's, the reason is because the word is not having its foundation in your life. It's right. not having its proper place in your life. And you can't go from one level of faith to another level of faith to another level of faith or from glory to glory without the word being established in your life. Right. You have to have the word of God to be established in your life. Right. Not considered, but it has to be foundational. Right. This is This is the way it has to be. Right. Because there's no faith apart from the word of God. Mm -hmm. Of course, we know that the word says that it's... Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. Yeah. And so that the, we actually have to increase our level of receiving the word of God. Not Notice I didn't say just reading the word of God or hearing the word of God or teaching the word of God, right. but us actually being able to receive in our spirit, not just our head. Of, of course, you know, our head processes, our mind processes things for us, but the word of God is spirit and it is truth and it is life. It's mm -hmm. living, it's alive, it's real more than anything else. You know, the Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away, but not his word. And so his word, not only as we talked about, doesn't change it, it, but it has that life and that power and everything because it's actually an, an alive living thing. It, it is the spirit of God. It contains yes, his it is. perfect will. And so that has to be received into our spirits. We're a spirit being first and foremost. So you cannot live a vital spiritual life connected to the Lord without his word. And it has to be received in, into your spirit. That's when it becomes revelation. That's when things begin to change and actually real understanding and benefit, the benefit of the word and the benefit of that life starts coming to you. So a lot of people... They, they will they understand the importance of reading the word or even confessing the word of God but it's really everything that they that they do it's they're operating just simply out of out of their mind right and it can start there but it's got to drop down into your spirit you've got to receive it so if you you may have heard us when we've talked about similar things like this before have heard us made the the saying that you know my husband, 
often says, don't just read the word, let the word read you. So in other words, that means dropping down from your your head. And, you know, a lot of people can even quote the word of God because they've memorized it. They've used their mind, which is great. It's wonderful. There's nothing wrong with that. And you should be able to do that. But don't let it stop there. Amen. And so when you read the word of God and you open the the Bible or you listen to the to the Bible, you know, pray first and ask the Holy Spirit. He's the great teacher. He knows everything. He is the, the, the spirit of God. And so you say, Holy Spirit, please bring revelation, bring understanding to me. Let me receive the word. And you just ready your, yourself that you, that you receive from him everything that he wants you to have and to grab out, out of the word of God. And you'll be amazed at the difference that it makes. Amen. And how then how then faith is able to grow in you because faith comes out of the revelation of the word of God. And again, your connection with the word of God. It's faith is not a formula, actually. A lot of times people, you know, they try to, okay, I want my faith to grow. Or even if they're, you know, increasing and, you know, confessing the word of God or everything, they make it just like, okay, I just, I'm just going to do this thing almost like in the same way that they approach, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to go take a mile walk today or whatever. You can get some benefit out of that and you can get benefit out of memorizing the word of God and, and all of that. But we're talking about making the most difference so that your faith actually will grow and will increase in great ways. Mm-hmm. And so you started out there by saying, you know, babe, about how, you know, it's important we get the word of God in us in a greater way and really, really meditate, you know, on the word of God, which is, is a, at a higher Huge. level, let me just say, that's a key for your faith going to the next level. You know, Joshua 1.8, and of course, when this was written to Joshua, and it's written to us as we're the seed of Abraham, just as Joshua was, you know, this was during a transition time. This word came to Joshua when Moses had passed away and Joshua was to be to be the next leader. Joshua had to meditate on the word of God and yeah, embrace did. the word of God at a higher level. And that's actually required for each one of us. Um, we can't be lazy you know, um, as, as you were saying, you know, baby, even in talking about, you know, being real, sometimes people use that saying like, well, I'm just going to be real with you. And what they mean next is coming just like a whole plethora of whatever their feelings and emotions are at that time. And basically, you know, going to just going to flesh out, so to speak, people equate reality with actually just like, well, I'm just going to let it all hang out here or whatever. That's actually not what we're talking about. We're talking about making a real connection with God and just being and, and not putting on some facade, not, you know, embracing the saying, fake it till you make it. We're not at all about that because really until you become just real and raw before the Lord, you're not actually going to see the supernatural power of God flowing through your life. Okay. It's a real relationship. It's a real connection. It's you, you know, um, just being open and transparent before the Lord so that he can come in and dwell. The Lord is not about fake things. Okay. Amen. And he doesn't, you know, put his presence on things that are, that are fake or certainly that are not, not pure or anything like that. And so we're actually talking about embracing just a real relationship because God has called you 
to just be really to be yourself. You're unique. You have awesome giftings and talents that the Lord has placed there. They might be at a baby stage. They might, maybe you've used some of those and you've allowed the developing power of the Lord to, and, and his word to work some things in you. We're all kind of at different stages. And even within ourselves, if we have areas of our life that we have submitted to the Lord, then, then we, then those things grow. If we have other areas that don't, then they might be dormant. They might be things that hinder us or they prevent growth and ever in different ways or whatever. So we're all, you know, we're all very unique, let me just say, but we are all vitally important and we don't have to be something else than what God has made us or called us to be. We just have to line ourselves up with the word of God. That's our standard. Not not to be like anybody else, but to just be like Jesus, to identify with who he has created us to be and identify with his word and to be all that he has called us to be. Amen. But going back to Joshua 1.8, I want to read this verse out of the Amplified Classic version, it says this book, and again, this is the Lord speaking to Joshua. It says this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. We're talking about meditating on the word at a higher level. Why, why is he telling Joshua this to not let it depart out of your mouth? So in other words, you keep it before you keep it in your heart, you meditate on it. It comes out of your mouth. You're declaring the word of God. It says that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. So you've got to meditate on the word. You've got to have it before you. You've got to be speaking it. Why? So that you, you observe, you do Again, not just knowing something, but you're doing, you're putting action to that word, which is going to produce more faith even. It says, according to all that is written in it, for then you shall make your way prosperous. The Lord wants your way to be prosperous. Notice that's his will, that's his plan, but it's us that makes the way prosperous. He didn't say, I'll do it for you. He said, because you meditate on the word of God and you do the word of God and you declare the word of God, you speak that word of God, that is what is going to cause you to make your way prosperous. The Lord has made it possible for you to have a prosperous way in every area of your life, but it's up to us to meditate on the word of God, to do the word of God, to speak the word of God that will cause our way to be prosperous. It says, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Now that is is such awesome news and encouragement for us. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves of that. Father, I thank you for the power of your word. Father, I thank you that even as I'm doing your word today, I'm meditating on your word of of your word. I'm declaring and I'm speaking your word. Father, I thank you that my way is prosperous. Everything I put my hand to is blessed, Father. I thank you that I have wisdom. I have a spirit of understanding about me that I deal wisely in all affairs of life that I have good success, Father, your favors upon me. It goes before me, Father, you have made the crooked path straight for me. Father, I thank you that you shower me with blessing. Father, your favor goes before me. You're divinely connecting me with those you desire around me, Father. And do you, do you see how even as you line up your thinking and your words, and of course, as you've meditated on the word of God, then you're able to even proclaim and declare what his word says in other ways, which is what what we all have to do. 
And you notice even as you speak those things out, suddenly it's like your, you know, your, your ears are hearing this, your, your mind is grabbing, your heart is like your spirit on the inside is just rejoicing. And you are making the word alive and living and real. And as you're declaring things out, things change, things happen. Yes, they do. Because we're created in the image of our heavenly father who spoke things into existence. That's how he created things by the spoken word. Absolutely. You know, you were talking about, you know, the wording there in Joshua 1.8, telling us, you know, they can't, the law can't depart out of your mouth, which the law right. was all they had at that time, okay? That was right. the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch. But it says, you shall, you shall meditate on it day and night. Meditate doesn't just mean think about it. Right. Okay, because a lot of times you'll think about something and then you'll, you'll argue with it. <laughs> In meditation, the key of meditation is allowing what you are dwelling on to permeate you. Right. Okay? And so that is why it's important to meditate, not think on the word, meditate on the word. Allow the word of God to uh, take, take hold of you. Allow it to change your heart. Allow it to change your mind. Allow it to change your life so that you can please God, so that you can walk in his way, so that you can see the supernatural take place in your life, so that you can walk by faith, live by faith, right. so that you can please God. But if you just think about the word, think is very soulish. Right. That's true. Okay. That's true. Meditation involves the spirit of man. Yes. Not just the soul of man. Because as I say, as I said, it's assimilating it and it's it's bringing it into you, your 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 very core being, who you are. And my wife talked about it, it's got to drop from your head into your heart. Right. And that is true. We, we heard that when we were in Bible college yes. many years ago. <laughs> the truth of the word of God. You might, it might start in your head, but it's got to drop into your heart. It's going to become, it has to become lodged inside of you. It has to become you. Yes. And then so you true. become the word. Yes. And then you speak the word because that's what's in you. And that comes out of you. You are, you are what you eat, they say. Yes. It, that, because it's assimilated into you. At first, it's just in your mouth, what you take in in your mouth. But right. then as you digest it and assimilate it, it begins to spread. And the nutrition of it, or the poison of it, if you eat at McDonald's, will spread throughout <laughs> your system. Right. And, and you, will, you will begin to feel in accordance with what you have eaten. Your ears try words like your mouth tries food. Okay, and you you get something in your mouth, you go, that tasted terrible, and you spit it out. Your ears know the truth because, and and they'll they'll take in the they'll take in that, and sometimes they'll hear something false, reject it, only assimilate that which is truth. And you you to know truth, you've got to you've got to know the word of God. Some people say, well, I just I, I just know the truth. Well, okay. Well, somebody said this, and I know that's not. I don't. I don't believe that. That's that's not. Uh, they're, they're lying. Well, how do you know that? Well, it's just. I just don't think that they're telling truth. Well, the, well, the only way that you can know truth is by having truth in you, right? Okay, and so by 
meditating on the word of God, getting the word of God in you. And it's not a, a one day quick fix thing or a one week or even a one year thing. <laughs> true. People think they're, they're excellent. I went to Bible college for a year. Okay. Well, big whoop de doo even two years. Okay. So I, I've graduated, you know, I've, I've got a, I've got a degree in, you know, in ministry or a degree in theology. Well, so what? A degree doesn't, doesn't make you an expert in anything. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about allowing the, the word of God to, uh, to have its way inside of you and for it to permeate so, so that whatever you do is in line with the word of God. Actions that you take, words that you speak, before they come out of your mouth, it's being processed through your spirit and you're thinking, you're not thinking, you're just, you're, you're acting in accordance with what is the truth because that is part of your system now. Mm-hmm. It's part of your system. And, um, and so automatically then you reject that which is false. You reject that which is doubt. And right. you recognize doubt when it comes. Right. You recognize fear when it tries to take hold. You're like, right. wait a second, that's not truth. Right. That's a spirit of fear trying to get a hold of me. Right. And a lot of Christians, they'll they'll give into these things because they don't have they don't have the word of God deep inside of them. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Yes. And so, all of these things have to be have to be assimilated through you. But it all comes through meditating on the word of God and by growing in the things of God. Yes. And of course, you know, I know you, you've compared it and I've heard it compared before. It's, it's kind of like, you know, with a cow, of course, when they have, they have, you know, a couple stomachs or maybe it's three, I can't, I can't remember exactly. But of course we know with cows, they, they take the grass that they're, they're eating and that's, that's what they should be eating is grass and um, green grass that grows. And so they chew on that, and of course, they, they actually swallow it, and then it comes back up again. We call it chewing the cud, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but they, they keep doing that. It's a whole process for them. Why? To get the most amount of nutrition and the things that, that their body needs in order to, of course, turn it, you know, um, into milk and, you know, and have great, you know, great food, a beef that we can actually eat that that is great to be able to eat, but that in the same way, that's what we have to do with the word of God is we're actually meditation, meditating on it means that you're, you're chewing on it. You're thinking it over. So when you read the word of God, the goal is not like, okay, let me see if, okay, this morning I've got 15 minutes and I've got to read, you know, three chapters here and okay, there we go. See, I read the word of God. It's a great part of me. It actually will bring more benefit if you'll slow down a bit and you'll really, you'll really ask the Holy Spirit to help you again and you'll, and you'll read the word of, okay, Holy Spirit, show me, give me insight, give me understanding and, and allow the Holy Spirit to even throughout the day, bring it back to your remembrance and remind yourself of the word of, of the word of God and allow him really to bring understanding. The Holy Spirit is the revealer of all truth. He brings understanding. Let him be that for you so that you can get the most amount out of it. It's like in the Christian area, sometimes they think meditation belongs only to yoga 
Listen, this existed before anybody thought even about yoga, okay? So that's not what we're talking about. Yoga, of course, involves meditation on things that are not the word of God. It's it, it's not uh, it's not good, let me just say that. So it's fine to do stretching and you know things like that, but what we're talking about is meditating on the word of God so that you embrace it, you get everything out of it, and you will see how the, the word becomes alive and living and real to you. And this is how your faith grows. In Proverbs 20, verse 27, it says, the spirit of man, which in the Amplified Classic, classic it explains that. It says, that factor in human personality which, which proceeds immediately from God. And so the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all his innermost parts. So when we don't look to the spirit, when we don't look to the Holy Spirit, we totally miss out. And you can't expect that your faith is going to grow in this way if you're not asking actually the Holy Spirit to help you and to, and, and to give you understanding and give you discernment and let the, the word become alive and become real to you. See, the word is living. That's why that you can read a, a passage of scripture. You may have even read it like 10, 20, I don't know how many hundreds of times you can read it again. And it's like the Holy Spirit brings something fresh to you. Oh my goodness. I have, how could I have missed that? I didn't see that ever before. Well, the light of the Holy Spirit is coming and it's illuminating that word in a different aspect to you and giving you another area of understanding. So don't ever think that even just because you've read the word or because you've heard many sermons, or even you've taught passage of scripture many times. The Lord has something alive and fresh and real for you today because that's how the word is. Amen. That is the truth. Yes. And and that's how it that's how it impacts your life. And that's how it'll impact other people's lives also. Right. You have to you have to get something in you and it's gotta start coming out. And and that is that is the key. That God never intended for everything to stop with you. Right. But what is in you needs to then be carried to somebody else. Right. And 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 we we've gotta we've gotta just keep our eyes on God, keep our eyes on his word, focus on what he is saying, and say, Lord. I want to walk in your ways. Lord, I want to do what you've called me to do. Lord, I want to be what you've called me to be. And I thank you, Lord, right now for using me in a supernatural way and causing me to excel. Yes. Never, never accept where you are as the final place and, and don't even be content with where you are. Yes. Acknowledge you can be happy. Wow, I'm glad I got Thankful. to this level. Yes. Thankful. Yes, yes, exactly right. But not content. I'm going to go farther. I will yes. I will press on to the right. call of the right. high calling of God in yes. Christ Jesus. I'm going to do greater things until the day I draw my last breath, until I've finished my course, until my, my race is done, I will continue to go forward. I will continue to take ground. I will continue to excel in the things of God. My faith will continue to grow. I will continue to go from glory yes. to glory. This is what I will do in my life because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And my life is going to please God. Right. In Jesus' name. Absolutely. And we don't base things on the natural, just as we started talking about, on our own, our own, what we can do ourselves, or our own standards, our own perfection, or 
perfectionism or anything like that because people sometimes will hear what you just said and they'll like, oh, but I, but I've already retired. I'm already this age. I've already grown this much or, or even things like, well, I don't know. I can't do that because I just got saved. Remember again, bringing it back from, from the beginning of what we started out with there. It's not about what we do in the natural. This is based upon the word of God. It's based upon the spirit. It's based upon the revelation that we gain from the word of God that takes us farther. God has great things for you. He has a great, amazing thing still ahead of you. If you're here and you're alive and you're living as you are and listening to this, I promise you your best days are actually before you because the God takes us from glory to glory. Today's going to be an amazing day for you. Yes, it is. Serve the Lord today. Be glad in the Lord today. Serve him with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Amen. We appreciate you listening to the Last Days podcast, which actually got us started in this whole process (laughs) here. The Last Days podcast. Please, please share this with someone and subscribe. We would would really appreciate if you would subscribe and set up reminders so that when these episodes drop, you get reminded and you can click on it and join us. And so, as I said, please share it. We love you so much and we can't wait to see you here in beautiful, exceptional (laughs) Northeast Tennessee. God bless you. We love you. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.